You got to serve before you deserve. You got to become mm. valuable before you become powerful. Like in Spider-Man, they always talk about with great power comes great responsibility. Great responsibility. Rest in yeah. peace, Uncle Ben, man. They, rest in peace, Uncle Ben, bro. <laughs> For real. That's what they always leave out. Yo, with great responsibility comes great power. Mm -hmm. The more responsibility I take on, bro, the more I decide to put my hood on my back. I'm trying to give me a bag. 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 What's up? What's up? You are now listening to FY Fly the podcast, and I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy, and we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. What's up, what's up, my FY Fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. Welcome to the FY Fly podcast. My name is Hassan Thomas, a.k.a. the kid that did and the man that can, baby. And today, we're going to be chopping up with mindset and marketing coach, serial entrepreneur, and TED Talk speaker, Mr. Hazik Ali. How are you, brother? How are you? I feel like a giant, Sonny. How you feeling, brother? As you should, brother. As you should, man. I'm blessed, yeah. highly favored, and highly flavored, brother. You see, I got a drip on here today. <laughs> yeah, you kept the drip on all weekend out of FinCon. I was like, is this cat out here keeping up with me, man? I gotta stay sharp. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. You know, we gotta stay on brand because now, you know, we no longer at FinCom, man. We're here on FY Fly. And what we like to do, we like to skip the fluff and get right into the good stuff. That sound good? I love it. Yeah, let's get it, baby. Bet, bet, bet. So, my first question is for you, brother. Have you always had that entrepreneurial mindset? Or was there like a turning point in your life that made you get on your grind for real? Yeah, man. Well, the answer to that has got to be like a little, you know, like both of them, you know, it's like uh, on the one hand, I've never had a job. Like all I've ever done is run businesses. All I've ever done is get it out the mud, like get it off the muscle. As a matter of fact, what I teach my students is all about like how there's all these clues in our language. You hear him say something like abracadabra and we think yeah. that it's just some magical term. But I believe entrepreneurs are wizards. I believe that when abracadabra, when you break it down in the Aramaic and it means I create as I speak. I believe that mm. entrepreneurs are the ones that do that. So I've always had the entrepreneurial mindset. I've always believed that entrepreneurship is right there at the crosswords of faith and service. I've always believed mm. that we were the cream of planet earth, the ones that deserve to live in luxury. We push mankind forward without us civilization to grind to all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sonny? <laughs> but at the same time, nobody ever taught me what to do with the bread. So, mm -hmm. you know, when I found myself in this perfect storm of events, things had changed quite a bit from being a 12 year old and I'm on 60 Minutes and they put me on national TV because I'm making more than a lot of people's parents and all of that. At 12? Boy, at the time, yeah, man. Yeah, before I was even a teenager. But around the time that doing? like, yo, I had like a whole syndicate of youngins in my neighborhood and we was selling t-shirts and buttons. We would go down to the Washington Monument and just get to it. And um, uh -huh. people miss how you can get rich off really low price items if you've got the volume. So mm -hmm. we would order the stuff. We would go out to the monument around all the tourists. I remember one of the buttons said, uh, racism is an illness. Are you sick? Yeah. And they would just eat them joints up. And then the fact that we was little kids, they'd throw extra bread at it. And um, that's, so. that's what even got me into the kiosk game. 
a few years later because I was real clear on the scale of economy that could happen when you're talking mm. about selling something that might only be five, ten, twenty dollars, but you can sell hundreds of them in a day. And yeah. um, so, yeah, it, it worked out pretty well. But then as I uh, kind of like evolved through my entrepreneurial journey and I found myself mm. like um, kind of like uh, I'd been kicked out of college. You know, I, I I just had filed bankruptcy, so don't have a college degree to lean on. Then at the same mm. time, uh, went through this horrible divorce where, you know, my, my, How uh, old are you my at the lady. Time? At, the, uh, at the time, I had got married when I was like uh, 23. Got kicked and, out of college, divorced, business partner stole from you. All these different negative events happened. Where was the switch for you that turned it into the person that we see now where was that switch when did that happen yeah man i think it just happened when i hit uh what for me was my rock bottom everybody's rock bottom is different lucky for me i didn't have to be the kind of homeless where i'm rummaging through the dumpster and all of that lucky for me i was able to get out there um, um and decide enough's enough I was able to decide mm -hmm. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired around the time that police officer came and like was beating on the glass. I remember I was parked in like a mall parking lot and all of that. And then a police yeah. officer comes beating on the glass with his flashlight like, yo, you can't sleep here and all of that. And I just felt so low, you know, mm -hmm. and um, at that point is where I finally got coachable. Hey, Sonny, you probably saw it in my TED talk, but. Most people miss what coachability is. Most people think coachable yeah. means I'm willing to learn, but that ain't real coachability. Real coachability is a multiplication problem. So you can be mm. willing to learn, uh, but you got to multiply at times willing to change. So yeah. I could be a 10 on willing to learn, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I really want to learn this new language. I really want to learn this new software system well i might be a 10 unwilling to learn but it's times a zero unwilling to change i can't keep mm -hmm. my same schedule if i'm really gonna dive in with this new information so now i'm a zero over here but i'm a 10 over here 10 times zero is still zero this is why yeah. most people can't change their life at the end of the day instead of us being addicted to learning and, and eating up that stimuli what we need to do is understand that the only proof of learning is a change in course of behavior. The only proof mm -hmm. of learning is a change in course of behavior. And at that point is when I decided it was time to change. So do you have to hit your, do you believe that people have to hit their rock bottom in order to change? Because I don't want people to hit that immediate rock bottom just to change. So if you yeah. if if there is is there a way where we can is there some type of game that we can give people where they can hit that mindset switch before they hit rock bottom? That's the question. Oh yeah, and it's a it's an incredible question. I will say that it's possible, but I'll say most will never do it. Like um, mm -hmm. you know, if I go to Elon Musk and I say, Hey man, I got a way we can make a million dollars this year, he'll be like, How did you get my number? You know, but if I go to Elon, my like a million dollars, like I'm losing money talking to you right now. But yeah. if I go to him and say, hey, bro, I know how we can stop you from losing a million dollars this year. He going to be like, tell me more. And mm -hmm. that's because human nature responds a lot quicker and a lot easier to loss than it does gain. 
we have more right. of this thing in us where we don't want to feel what that loss feels like. The gain, maybe that'll happen, maybe it won't. But loss, we're quite mm. familiar with how that feels, and we want That's to right. avoid it at all costs. So to answer your question, absolutely somebody can change their mind without hitting rock bottom. But for most, it'll never happen. Like, there's this movie called Clash of the Titans. I remember when I was a little kid, and it always yeah. stuck with me. Because uh, your boy Zeus, he was uh, starting to lose power. And, and, and uh, the other cat who, who represented the devil, this cat Hades, he kept being like, let me release the Kraken, bro. He's like, oh, they won't pray. I'm getting weak. He's like, let me release the Kraken. He's like, nah, man, they don't, they don't deserve that. So eventually he like get all weak and he shriveled up. And then Hades releases the Kraken. And then, of course, oh. all the people, the Kraken was this big sea monster joint coming yep. out, stomping on everything, crushing everybody's villages and all of that. So, of course, uh, people start praying again now. And, um, right. I believe that that's what most people are dealing with in their life. They don't want to get it cracking until, you know, somebody released the cracking. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just how it goes. <laughs> I word so, play. It's, it's like that, bro. It's like until cats get into this frame of mind where, you know, uh, for, for me and you, our, our rock bottom might be our last $100,000, you know. But for mm -hmm. somebody else, their rock bottom is their last $10, their last $100. Mm -hmm. So how do we expand? How do we better our best? How do we raise our floor, right? That's going to yeah. come through awareness. Come on, man. So what would you say from all the lessons that you've learned from the trials, the tribulations, speaking to you right now in this day and age, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned from your journey, from your entrepreneurship journey? Man, that either your mind has to expand to match your goals, or your goals are just going to gradually start to shrink to match your mind. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, um, mm -hmm. we think that we see with our eyes, but really we see with our mind. And once I understood that, bro, once I understood that the only thing separating me from anything I want in this world is just some stuff I don't know, once I got it real firm in my head that I can accomplish anything that I'm willing mm -hmm. to pay the price to accomplish, life just switches up. You know, it's wild. Like my sister's a doctor. My brother's like a big corporate big wig. And so now they all want to be entrepreneurs. So it's like one uh -huh. time for when the black sheep of the family becomes the goat. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, at that, that, that transformation and you seeing that things are, are different now. So that's, uh, that's amazing, man. Man, you mentioned that, I think you said your brother and your sister, right? That they want to be entrepreneurs. And, you know, speaking to a fellow entrepreneur, we both know the entrepreneurship is not easy. Working no, a nine to five is not easy either. So no. talk to us about what does it mean to have mental toughness and how can we build that up if we just weren't naturally born with it? Yeah, well, you know, mental toughness is like confidence, bro. It's conditional, you know, like you always kind of feel nervous when you asking a customer to buy something or, or you asking a sponsor to come and get behind a podcast or somebody mm -hmm. asking a boss for a raise. We feel a little bit weird. But then if you're talking to your kids or your little brother or your little homie and you're like, yo, do this and do this now, all of a sudden you feel 10 feet tall, you know? Yeah. And that's like mental toughness. It's conditional. It's like in certain spaces, you're gonna be real mental, really mentally tough. You're gonna be really open to adapting to the circumstances. And then in other mm. places where fear has taken over rather than love, you're gonna feel not so mentally tough. You're gonna feel like every single no stabs you to the core. 
you're going to feel like every rejected idea is a rejection of you as a person, not the simple idea you have put out there. It gets hard. Yeah. So what do we do? We study, man. And um, I'm a big believer in what I call or, or what is called affirmations. I believe that mm -hmm. words become flesh. Um, there's this big book about entrepreneurship uh, where, where it says, uh, let the weak say I am strong. You know what I mean? And that mm. ain't God telling you to lie. That's God telling you you are lying whenever you acknowledge something in yourself other than greatness. And so what that tells us is that between the fact that we were taught we were made in God's image and then we were taught that he said be and then it is, that tells us two things. One, that even God started with an image. So what you want to do is have in your mind the image that you want to manifest. Like I never drove a Bentley before I bought one. I never even rode in a Bentley before I bought one, bro. But yeah. I'll tell you what I did do. I had it on the cover of this uh, vision board coloring book that we got. Like if somebody uh -huh. goes to my website, and I got some around here somewhere, but if somebody goes to my website, they'll see this vision board coloring book that we sell. Bro, right in the front of it is this bent, you know what I mean? And so I was staring at it for years before it manifested in my life, before I manifested mm -hmm. with having like the key, you know what I'm saying? But before yeah. it was in my mind, before it was in my hand. And that's what manifest means. Mana comes from the Latin word for hand. So to manifest is to bring it out your head and then it be in your hand. And that's the secret of it. If you can hold it in your head, you can hold it in your hand. The reason why oh. it's so rough on most of our people, bro, is that we're constantly distracted. I be asking them sometimes, Sonny, do you really believe mm. in G.O.D.? Because there was this rapper named Tupac who always used to say M.O.B. and M.O.B. and M.O.B. But it ain't always yeah. money. And it ain't always what I say is G.O.D which stands for mm. goal of a distraction. The reason in Hebrew they would call the devil Beelzebub, bro, is because uh. in, in Latin, Beelzebub means Lord of the Flies. So here you is trying to walk the straight path, and then here come the flies. You know what I mean? You, you want your, you your Sarabdamus the king, and then here they come with all the distraction, and now you don't know where you headed. That's the mm. devil. The government's, uh, the devil's government name is distraction. If people don't get it, if you can learn to mm -hmm. focus and concentrate, your mental toughness is going to expand. But the key is for you to start small and begin to just grow from there. You can't build on uh. nothing but success. You can't build on failure. So you don't need to keep reminding yourself of all your shortcomings and the time you messed up. You need to be like, I mm -hmm. got it right today. I'm going to get it even better tomorrow. And then before yep. you know it, that journey of a thousand miles starts to get shorter and shorter and shorter because you're taking mm. it step by step by step, you know, like that. One of the one of the things when I left college, I literally cut off everybody that wasn't adding to my new business venture. So I used to be on Twitter a lot. Used to well, they call X now. I used to be on there a lot, you know, before I got into my business tip. Everybody was messing with me on Twitter. As soon as I switched over to business, I went from maybe 25 likes, 30 likes to zero. As soon as I put, you know, my business stuff out there. So yeah. what that meant to me when I left college, I was like, okay, I get more, uh, I get, I, I'm more received on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on these other platforms. So I'm going to yeah. take my energy. I'm not going to be distracted by Twitter when it's not yielding any results. I'm going to. Yeah 
cut off the people that's not yielding any results, that's actually subtracting, not adding to my life. I'm going to cut those people off and I'm going to lock in. And I told people, you got to have tunnel vision. So you really literally got to drop everything you care about in your little tunnel. And whatever falls outside of that tunnel, you can't give it your time, your energy or your money. (laughs) Come on. That's it, bro. That's it. That's it. You don't understand like how there's this rule that my mentor always, he's like OQP, only quality people. Because environment mm. is stronger than willpower. Environment yeah. is stronger than willpower. If if, if 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 I keep hanging out with cats and they rob liquor stores every single day and they keep coming home with these big bags of money, how long can I withstand that? Especially if I need money before I'm like, I. What's today's um, liquor store? You know what I mean? All right, let's do this. I'm rolling with y'all this time. <laughs> Listen, I can't take it no more. Y'all keep coming back. with Environment is stronger than willpower. So, man, I saw a video where you were like, you know, and, and I mentioned earlier, you know, whenever you're locking in, you know, if those people fall outside of those things or people fall outside of your tunnel vision, you can't give them your time, energy, or money. And I saw that you mentioned where money is a direct correlation to time and value. So can you break that down a little bit a little bit more for us? Oh, absolutely. And um, you know, so so again, we said environment is stronger than willpower. We said we said you got the mentality. That's one form of environment. We said habitat is another form of environment. And then we said mm-hmm. culture is a is a third form of environment, which is what you were referring to. Uh, only mm. quality people. Uh, culture is walking, talking environment. The people we hang out with become culture. Well, see, the thing about having a wrong culture is that they tell you a bunch of stuff that ain't true, right? It sounds good, but it ain't true. Like uh, they always yeah. tell you stuff like time is money. Hey, Sonny, time is way more valuable than money. It's infinitely mm. more valuable than money. How many times have you spent money and got it back? Now, how many times have you killed some time and gotten it back? Like you never can. Never. It'll never happen for <laughs> none of us. Right. Uh-huh. And then when it comes to the value and how mm. money's attached to value, um, I teach these five laws of success through service. Right. And um, mm. one of them is definitely value. Another one's influence. I, I won't get into that right now. But but the bottom line is that value is defined by how much more you give than you receive in return. That's what value okay. is. And what you heard me say in my TED talk constantly is like, you got to serve before you deserve. You got to become mm. valuable before you become powerful. Like in Spider-Man, they always talk about with great power comes great responsibility. Rest in yeah. peace, Uncle Ben. Here's what, rest in peace, Uncle Ben, bro. Here's <laughs> <laughs> what they always leave out. Yo, with great responsibility comes great power. The more responsibility I take on, bro, the more I decide to put my hood on my back, the more I decide to put my people inside my pocket, where it's like, yo, Mm. I got y'all, the more powerful I become. Mm. Now the game is forcing me to grow in certain areas. So the whole idea of money is that if you really want more money, then what you want to do is serve more people in the shortest amount of time possible and um, do it to the best of your ability. It'll change your life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm a huge proponent of becoming valuable so you can then provide value to others. When I first started my podcast, man, I realized it was a value exchange. If I hit these people up and ask them, hey, can I pick your brain for, for you know, 30, 45 minutes? No. 
Or even worse, they're leaving me on red. But now I'm coming with the podcast and I have a value add or a, a value exchange. Now yes. things are starting to change. So yeah, I want to ask you one more question, man. We got to keep this one real short because I got to hop off for the 2 p.m. meeting or interview. So the famous final question we got you on here to oh, ask quick. you. I know it. I know it. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, hold on, let me run it back real quick. So we can't have you on here, man, not ask our famous final question. I'm going to say two quotes, and I need you to let us know which one is more accurate in your opinion. You ready? Okay, let's go. I bet. More money, more problems. Shout out to Biggie. And the second mm -hmm. quote is, money can't buy happiness. Which one do you agree with most? Dang, man. I got to go with more money, more problems. Even though I think that's something they try to trick poor people into believing. I think that's why that's a cliche. Like you watch Titanic and the rich people is all bored. And then the poor people is damn near slaves. Is having a yeah. ball at the bottom of the boat. I don't believe all that. But what I do believe is more money, different problems. More money, new problems. Yep. Um, okay. I definitely... Um, I'm not sure about money can't buy happiness because whoever did that never drove a Bentley. Hey, you know, <laughs> nah, I'm pretty happy nah. every time I sit down in them Bentley uh, seats, baby. Yes, Listen, sir. man, you know, you got parents <laughs> and little kids and they start going crazy like, you know, yeah. it's crazy. But yeah, man, um, I know you're going to ask me how they can connect with me and all of that, man. I know you're going to put in the show notes, but Mr. Hazik Ali on Instagram, you can go to millionaireminded.com. Um, next time we link up, I'll chop it up with him about some of them productivity uh, techniques we were talking about, Sonny. But um, oh, appreciate this, this platform, man. Love you and everything you're doing, man. I think it's really powerful. I think you're to be commended. I'm glad you're blessed to be a blessing, bro. And I got your back, yes, man. Any way I can help, I got you. Man, I appreciate it. We're definitely going to chop it up here a little later. But thank you again for hopping on the FY Fly podcast. Everybody listening, we talked about a lot of great mindset gems, a lot of great entrepreneurial gems. You don't have to take everything here, but if you can take one or two things that you can implement today, that's where you'll see big changes over time. So thank you again, Hazik. You're amazing, man. And everybody else, y'all already know, we need y'all to stay safe, stay invested, and stay FY Fly. We'll see you next week. Boom. That's how we do it.